according to Stats Canada. An estimated 37% of adult Canadians have experienced tinnitus in the past year. Now, new research is exploring the link between tinnitus and sleep in hopes of uh, developing a treatment. With details, we are joined by Linus Malinsky, a doctoral student in the Department of uh, Physiology, Anatomy and Genetics of University of Oxford. Good morning to you, Linus. Hello, nice to meet you. Thanks for the invite. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to get to the causes and in, in, in the research uh, that we're talking about here. But first, uh, the question is, do we say tinnitus or tinnitus? See, I'm, I'm still wondering about that. So I've heard both tinnitus and, and tinnitus, and I'm never quite sure what's actually, actually the right pronunciation. So but we, both, both works. So we can go with both. Okay, good. Because, yeah, we've heard tinnitus, <laughs> yeah. but one of our listeners texted, and it's tinnitus, apparently. So, so what is the cause of it? So we, we don't know in individual cases what the what the cause is all the time, but there seems to be a very strong correlation um, with hearing loss in many cases. So usually this can be age-related hearing loss or also after noise exposure, for example. So after visiting a loud music concert or, or like work-related noise um, can be a cause for, for tinnitus. But there are also other potential reasons. So for example, stress, stressful times can be a trigger for tinnitus and also inflammation of the of the auditory system. So many different um, causes um, for tinnitus are there that are related to some form of damage to the auditory system. So tinnitus, just to be clear, it's basically a ringing in your ears, a constant ringing in your ears, right? Yes, yeah, it can be most of the time it's some form of ringing or hissing sound that is thought to be generated by the brain itself. So it's not not due to a trigger in the outside world, it's understood to be generated by the brain. And it can be triggering or hissing or buzzing. Um, sometimes it can be quite complex. It can be several tones on top of each other, what, what people perceive. Um, but usually it's some constant form of noise, yes. Once you have it, can it go away ever? Um, it can, yeah. It's, 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 again, it's very diverse between patients. So sometimes when, when it starts, it can disappear after a few seconds or a few minutes. But there are also patients who get it, for example, during their childhood and then suffer from it for the whole rest of their lives. For, so it can, it can last for months, it can last for years. And then this is, these are the cases where it's actually quite dis um, disabilitating uh, condition and can be very stressful over a long time. Is it age-dependent, Linus? Is this something that occurs more so in, in older folks? Yeah, it's it's definitely age-dependent to a degree, but we think this is not directly because of age, but like a secondary effect of the hearing loss that we know is very age-dependent. So usually, especially in the in the higher frequencies of our hearing range, and we lose ability to hear when we get older. And this is often when patients also develop um, tinnitus. Okay, so let's get into your research a little bit. What's the link then that you've found between sleep and tinnitus? So the, the link that we've identified at this point is still speculation, just, just to be clear. But we are basically starting now a project um, that directly investigates this link. The, the reason why we think there is a link is basically threefold. So first, um, the first observation we made is that the, the there is one um, situation during our everyday life where we normally have a, a form of phantom sensation, and this is during sleep. So the, the dream state that we have is one of the normal states where our brain generates perceptions that are not there, are not generated by the outside world. So this is the first reason. And secondly, we know that um, that uh, the, the brain regions that we think are underlying the, the tinnitus percept um, that are kind of hyperactive during the waking state 
um, that those brain regions change their activity quite drastically during sleep. So there's kind of an overlap between regions affected by normal sleep-like brain activity and the tinnitus activity. And third, we actually see in many tinnitus patients um, that they have trouble sleeping, that they have interrupted sleep or have trouble falling asleep. And we think this might be because of this persistent activation of the brain um, because of tinnitus. Is it difficult to diagnose because it, uh, people would experience, every individual would experience it differently? So for some people, maybe it's after a, a night of loud noise, other people might be chronic. Is, is that what makes it so difficult is the individuality of, of the condition? This is definitely a challenge, yeah, because it comes in so many different um, forms that it can be more or less intense between patients. It can also come and go. It doesn't need to be persistent. It can be, for example, be strongest in the morning and then be, be less so um, in the evening or be there for a couple of days and then be off for a couple of days. So it's it's not very easy to find out um, what or how what what the individual tinnitus is also because it comes with many other conditions together like stress and depression um but the the usual diagnosis is simply talking to the patient and asking them what they're perceiving that we don't really have an objective test yet for tinnitus it's usually just through speaking to the patient so linus could this research do you think help develop a treatment a cure or what do you hope that might be achieved with with what you found yeah we we think that um so we think this this overlap that I talked about between brain activity during sleep and brain activity that generates the tinnitus um, might be might help us understand what natural brain activity could potentially suppress tinnitus, and because from from the very few studies that are out there that have actually looked at brain activity during sleep in tinnitus patients, um, we know that they still have um, deep sleep that is looks very similar to to sleep in, in normal healthy people. Um, so we think that potentially deep sleep is suppressing tinnitus to, to a degree. Also because um, from the like uh, from the little evidence we have, we, we think that um, patients usually don't experience tinnitus during sleep. This is, of course, very hard to investigate. But from the evidence we have so far, we, we think um, the indications are pretty strong that, that there might be a case for that, that the strong modulation of brain activity during sleep could actually modulate the tinnitus as well. And if we understand that, um, then we can potentially use that information um, to, to find natural uh, ways of suppressing the tinnitus also during wakefulness if we understand what the brain does to suppress tinnitus during sleep. Linus, you know, we are a digital society. We're attached to our devices, and, and more than ever, we use devices such as earbuds to not only listen to music and uh, talk mm. on the phone. Have we seen an increase uh, in the past maybe 10 or 20 years due to our increased you know, use of earbuds, for example? I'm I'm not exactly sure about the data on that, but it it does make a lot of sense in terms of of uh, noise exposure and tinnitus because whenever we we lose control of the noise we are exposed to during our daily lives, then this inevitably increases the risk for many types of auditory conditions like hearing loss, like um, tinnitus. And I think this was one of the reasons why many of the of the um, big companies to produce earbuds and phones and so on, um, where, where pressure to then to introduce um, limits on on what what the sound level can be. But usually these limits can be can be disabled by the user. So it's it, it is definitely a risk factor to have earbuds and have this very direct noise exposure um, just as much as we like without any any um, control other than than ourselves. It's sure something that affects a lot of people. Thank you so much for the conversation this morning. Appreciate it, Linus. Thank you. Thanks so much. Linus Malinsky is an Oxford University researcher, doctoral student in the Department of 
Physiology, Anatomy and Genetics at Oxford.